Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Hey, what's up and welcome to another episode of Serious Issues, a comic book podcast. My name is Levens. My name is Siobhan. And uh, we have a limited window in which we can talk about comics before <laughs> our lives get in the way of our comic book reading and talking about. So let's get into Man, it, Siobhan. children. Yeah, hello. <laughs> Forget about them for half an hour. Forget it's about, about us. it. It's about comics. Yeah. First and foremost, you should go and watch uh, a new video that Siobhan put up today on the King's Comics Facebook page in which she and, uh, and everyone's favorite King's Comics employee, Scotty, uh, review Black Widow by Mark Wade and Chris Samney. Um, we talked about it last episode, but you guys yeah. did a video. How long? It's like 10 yeah. minutes. Um, like if The YouTube one is like 15 minutes. The Instagram one is like six minutes. Cut out a lot of my rambles. <laughs> That's great, though. Um, is that going to be a regular thing you guys are going to do? Yeah, we're going to try. We're going to try. It involves um, me getting a lot more competent. And, You're competent um, enough. That sort of stuff. Oh, short. thanks, mate. Um, but, yeah, we're going we're gonna to try and do those regularly, at least while quarantine's on. And then once things are back to normal, we'll try and do sort of weekly, here's the new, here's the new stuff videos. So it's King's Comics um, Reading I, Club? King's Comics Quarantine Book Club. No, just King's okay. Quarantine Book Club. Okay, great. I'm good at so hashtags. It's the main thing. Last month was, yeah, the Black <laughs> Widow run. What is the next upcoming one? Um, I'm thinking Once in Future, that new Kieran Gillen series. Oh, yeah. I missed out on the first yeah, issue mostly... of that and then just never read it. Is it good? Same. I'm about to know. find out. I just yeah, borrowed actually... the trade, so I'm going to read it and then uh, figure out if that's what I'm going to do. I feel like you're always, like, driven to, like, oh, I better choose something that I already know is good. But why not put yourself out there, read something you've never read for the first time as well? Well, exactly, and show how truly um, basic all of my thoughts are. I'm really, I'm really <laughs> down on myself this morning. What's going on? It's also the afternoon. I'm really confused. Fifteen-minute YouTube videos will do happening. that to you. Yeah, I'll say. Um, so uh, we're going to talk about some things that we've been reading since we last recorded two weeks ago. Um, look, yeah. the most notable thing, I got a lot of messages about it, a lot of people saying, you can do it, Levins. <laughs> you can do it. You can finish that 307-chapter-long Mahjong manga, Akagi, by Nobuyuku Fukumoto. And see your children I again. <laughs> I, did I did it. it. Congratulations. I did it. Yep. How was um, it? So it was uh, insane. One of... The probably the most ridiculous thing I've ever read uh, because <laughs> this is a um, 
a manga that was uh, started in the very early nineties and didn't. Sorry, in the yeah, the manga itself started in the in the, in the early nineties, but the first like seventy-ish um, chapters uh, follow this this um, extremely good young mahjong player called Ak- Akagi, and they follow him um, in his like these early games in his career. Um, and he's also like a criminal. And uh, at one point, oh. like, people, at one point, he blows out a gang member's kneecaps with a gun. It's pretty sweet. And right. troubles follows right. him wherever he goes, and it moves at quite a, quite a brisk pace for those first seventy chapters. And then, like, you kind of learn that Akagi has kind of a death wish. He wishes to die gambling, basically. And uh, on, on chapter seventy something, um, he meets his match. This uh, this like Japanese war criminal essentially who has been bribed or has bribed his way to the top he like almost controls japan from the shadows is like the way they describe him and his name is washizu and he is in the business of um playing mahjong against people who uh have no will to live so they uh basically play with uh themselves hooked up to a machine that every time he wins against them they lose more blood so he plays mahjong against them until they die and uh so it. this starts what a specific uh, fetish <laughs> yeah exactly so this starts this this arc starts in like chapter 70 something and it goes until chapter 300 and something um this this one mahjong uh game which would have taken i don't know six hours i guess were you to kind of count the minutes in real real time um it started in 1997, this arc, and doesn't get concluded until 2017. 20 years was he was writing and drawing this one Mahjong arc. And it gets to the point where, like... It's kind of like performance art. Yeah, like, there's, like, <laughs> multiple sense. rounds in each, like... There's, like... It's always, like, tennis. It's, like, you know, game sets, matches um, in, in, in Mahjong. And, and in the very, very last round... Um, Every time, like basically, before you, you you play one round of mahjong, you have to draw. It's like like twelve or thirteen tiles um, that that, that right, you're playing okay. with, and <laughs> the last few chapters, every draw takes at least one chapter. So just for them to pull one tile out and put into their hand, that was it's like it was just so insane. I was it was still <laughs> riveting the entire way through. The ending was like ridiculously rewarding. Um, and like weirdly poetic at one point like both both Akagi and Washizu die at one point and they have like extended arcs in hell or like in in uh, purgatory while they like decide whether to come back to to continue playing the game Uh, it was insane it is so good I don't know a single soul uh, in my life who have or may possibly I never will I I never will know another person who who will read this uh, I'm not totally convinced that you didn't just make this up. <laughs> <laughs> it was like honestly one of the most ridiculous reading experiences I've ever had. Yeah. If this sounds at all appealing to you and you have Crunchyroll, the um, anime service, the first hundred chapters were turned into an anime series um, in the 90s, in the early 2000s, and it's really well done. And you'll know by the third episode if this is for you. Um, so like, I love I, so much that like this started with you getting into mahjong as like a nice thing for your wife. And yes, turned into like you just becoming this like freaky obsessive with. Um, of a oh yeah, it's, and it's the first time that's ever happened with anything in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But uh, look, there is an, I, know, I know what I'm talking about is a massive, insane commitment. Uh, but if you do want to dip your toe in and see, hey, maybe this bizarre ride that Levens was on could be for me too, check out the, uh, the anime series. It is excellent. Um, and it's on Crunchyroll if you got that. Akagi. Great. I'm gonna. There's a whole, like, I found, like, a community of people who translate all of um, uh, Nobuyuku. I might even say his name right. I, it's, it's so hard just remembering all the characters. Yeah, Nobuyuki Fukumoto. Um, they, they've translated all of his works pretty much. He has dozens about criminals, lots of gambling manga. And the best thing is he doesn't cool. even like gambling, but he's written like <laughs> like a thousand manga chapters about gambling and characters who are gamblers. Um, I think he does like gambling. Yeah, he's a, he's a, <laughs> I think yeah. when he says, I don't like gambling, it means I'm obsessed with gambling. <laughs> so there's a, a, a huge breadth of, uh, of, of books by him for me to turn to next, but I'm going to give myself a break read some slightly more normal things and uh, then go right the fuck back in. <laughs> I like so much that there were so many years where I was like, just read a manga. Just read any manga. Just try something. And now you're like the most dedicated weeb of all time. You're like in forums <laughs> about translations and like... <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> you did this to me. It's my fault. I'm sorry, <laughs> B. Uh, what have you been reading? Um, so do you remember that one time that some guy just brought a big suitcase of old comics into Kings and then disappeared. Do you remember no. that? Why would I remember that? <laughs> so it was... <laughs> no, no, I thought you might remember. Um, so it was like, uh, we were still in Kings Pitt Street and he brought in this huge um, suitcase and it was just like, m- most of it was junk, but there was some really good stuff in it and we all just raided it and took what we wanted. And the That's best great. stuff that I got was um, Paul Chadwick's um, Oh, Christ, what's it called? Um, concrete. Concrete. Oh, um, yeah. Which is no, really, really great. You definitely did tell me this story before. Sorry yeah. sorry for being rude. Um, but the other thing I got, which I hadn't read and which I'm now getting stuck into, is this uh, crime series called Ms. Tree. Ms. Mm-hmm. Tree. Like mystery, but Ms. Um, and she's a female, a sexy, sassy PI called Michael Tree. And the right. first arc is about her husband who's also called Michael Tree, getting um, uh, whacked on their honeymoon. Wow. And it just sort of, um, yeah, and so the, it's all about her trying to take down the mob for um, killing her husband, essentially. And it's written by Max Collins with art by Terry Beatty. I think that they're British. It's like a, a late 70s, early 80s crime series. So and yeah, it came um, out through, I have a few comics by this publisher, Renegade. Okay, um, okay. What else have they published? Um, what have I got? I think I have like a bunch of like annuals where it's like a bunch of their stories together. Yeah. Um, and I, in fact, the comics are probably called Renegade. But yeah, Renegade Press. It was an um, American comic book company. Yeah. Um, I know nothing. That, I just w- reckoned it was British. <laughs> then, 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 then biggest titles were Flaming Carrot by Bob Burden, um, Ms. Right. Tree, and then Normal Man by Jim Valentino, okay. um, which was a spin-off. Cool. It started in, in, in Cerebus. Crazy. Okay, right, right, right. Um, but so, like, it's, it's, it's quite cool. It's quite interesting. A lot of the stuff in it is quite dated. And it, almost every arc, she uh, sleeps with some man who then turns out to be the master criminal, which is quite funny. Um, and she's got a really ludicrous hairstyle. But that's, that's about all I've been reading. <laughs> That's cool. Good, that, uh, Renegade Press. Yeah, I, I ha- so I think I have an issue of the flaming carrot because it's just, I, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely taking this. It looks weird as hell. That's um, the only one I've heard of. 
And uh, yeah, it, it was founded in 1984 in Long Beach, California, and uh, it went defunct in 1989. Um, and it was started by um, Denise Lobert. Um, cool. From, yeah. And she is the ex-wife of Dave Sim, who wrote Cerebus. There you go. And, and, and she probably has seen more hell than any of us <laughs> on this earth. <laughs> he does seem to hate women. I haven't ever read Cerebus, but that's, that's what I've heard. On the that's, the, uh, that's the romance. Um, so that's that's all you've been reading? Non-stop misery? That's all I've been reading. The that only other thing I'm reading either. is uh, Villette by Charlotte Bronte, but I don't think... Um, but that's a real book, and so not what we're discussing. And also I sound smug when I say that. But it's a good book. <laughs> it's gross. It's no pictures. <laughs> I, bought, I bought Dune oh, cool. the other day, because I was like, oh, oh yeah. one day I should read Dune, and then I got it, and then, like I read like the first paragraph, and I was like, oh man, <laughs> am I ever going like- to read this? <laughs> But it's for like thirteen-year-old boys who think that they're real special, right? That no, sounds like me. Boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I finally read um, a book that I got last year um, by a, uh, a writer and artist that we talk about a lot on the podcast, and his name is Jeff Lemire. Maybe you've heard of him. Uh, he's the writer of such things as, you know, when like you like I, I know everything this guy's done, and then you're like, okay, now name one thing, and you can't think of anything. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And Jeff Lemire's written so much that it's kind of difficult to remember everything that like he has or hasn't written. Yeah, but, like, of course. Like I guess Sweet Tooth. Um, well, I mean, you start, you start, uh, Black Hammer. Yeah, of course. And then these creator own stuff like Essex County, The Underwater Welder. Um, there was that really, really great one, Roughneck, that came out a couple of years Roughneck. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like you know, obviously he does a lot of he's he's written for almost every publisher today. I'm sure you have you know a superhero. He even did an X Men run that no one ever talks about. Um, his Valiant, uh, his Bloodshot run. Yeah, very so good. good. Great stuff for, for Dark Horse, for, for, for DC, for Marvel. He's uh, Animal Man, of course, being uh, very celebrated. Um, heaps of his um, creator-owned stuff is in development for TV series. Like, like yeah. 10 things. Like Descender, AD, After Death, they did with um, uh, Scott, what's his name? Snyder. Uh, yep, Scott Snyder. Essex County, The Underwater Welder, Plutona, Gideon Falls. I love that one. And Black Hammer. Yeah. Are all, they're all being developed for TV or movies at the moment. Um, Gideon Falls would make a great TV show. Yes, definitely. It's a perfect comic, but it would make a great TV show. But last year, um, Simon & Schuster, who don't typically publish many comics, um, they do distribute them. through. Like, I think they distribute Viz in the Western world. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, they published a graphic novel that he drew and wrote uh, called Frog Catchers. And um, it is uh, the scratchiest, like, roughest pencils I've ever seen in, in a Lemire book before. A dude, you know, quite well known for his rough pencil work. Um, mm. and oh, lovely, though. He's lettered it himself, too. And, it, and like, it's very, very, like, like, really sketchy, like, just, like, handwriting. It feels like I actually bought the first comic he ever wrote, which he tried to finish in, like, it was like a 36-hour comic book challenge. I don't know what that's called. Mm-hmm. I have it on... A, I'm like, keep looking behind me because I, I know I it's on two. a shelf. Um, I think I have two copies of it. I may have given it to you. <laughs> First, What's it called? Um, something... Jeff Lemire. Something about being underwater or something about dogs. No, that's the underwater world. Wo- wo- that's my welder. guess. Um, no, no. Because um, I feel like there's a lot of underwater stuff in that one too. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm going to find it. It's going to be here. Early work. Here it is. Come on. Lost Dogs. That's the one. Lost, yeah, I said it was about dogs. Ha, I'm a Lost genius. Lost Dogs. It's a very grim, um, kind of like feels like he's writing it as he as he goes along. Um, and, and he was. 
Um, and this has that same energy, but then it wraps itself up very neatly at the end. Um, it is about a, uh, a, a man who, who may be dying, who wakes up in a strange room uh, where he, where basically a hotel room. And he, when he leaves the hotel room, he finds a key and the key is to a door that has a frog nailed to it, a dead frog. And so he walks away and gets into an elevator where he finds a boy in it um, who basically is telling him about like the king, the frog king, and, and, and that they need to escape the frog king. So there are elements of this like bizarre kind of Twilight Zone horror uh, kind of story. But then because it's Jeff Lemire, it's actually about death and depression and sadness. <laughs> Classic Lemire. Um, I, I definitely liked good, it. Though. I love looking at his art. I think his art... I think his art has never looked better than that AD After Death book he did with um, Scott Scott Snyder, um, which mm-hmm. is because of that art, it's easily my favorite um, Scott Snyder book. Um, and uh, I think I, I really, I, I'm sure a lot of Lemire fans kind of wrote that book off because it wasn't written by Lemire, but it's absolutely worth reading. It's really good. Um, but uh, this is yeah, like you know, it's that typical kind of Jeff Lemire style of misery that's somehow sweet, um, and the very rough pencil work I think is. Um, kind of fun to, to read. Like it, 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 there is a franticness yeah. to this book that where it fit, there's an urgency to it through through the art and through the writing. Where you, you, it's a kind of pretty brisk read, but um, I definitely wouldn't recommend it over like almost every other Lemire book I've read. Um, yeah, I was just thinking about. Um, I really recommend Royal City. Yeah, that was. So that ended and it just completely went out of my brain. But man, what a great series! Yeah, it was like a 15 issue image series he wrote and drew a couple of years ago. Um, that had a lot of ties to like indie rock in the nineties. It was great. Um, but this is really good. this is very much. But in it was line. also about death and depression. Of course, and families. <laughs> this is very much in line with like Essex County underwater welder and um, Sweet Tooth, even uh, in that it's like a, yeah. a sad story about old men dying, old men. Uh, but uh, yeah, definitely definitely worth checking out and uh, a unique release from Simon and Schuster. It's just crazy how many books this dude puts out. He's got to be one of the most prolific writers working today. Or have like an army of monkeys at typewriters or whatever. There's something suspicious going on. That's right. There's too many Jeff Lemire books and they're all too good. I don't trust it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like, I don't think I've read... Man- There's definitely... I didn't like Plutona very much. That book that he did with Emmy Lennox. It was like a... It had mer- so much uh, potential and then kind of fizzled. That's right. Yeah, I really loved the early issues, but then I didn't love the way it paid off. But like, even still, I would still kind of recommend it. It's fun. Yeah. Emmy Lennox is Same with art. Trillium. Is- beautiful i never finished trillium best first issue ever like uh yeah. where it was two stories where one's if you if you read it from the front there's one story of one character meeting another character who if you flip the book and read from the back you read their origin story too and then they both meet in the middle very cool and unique um, good fun yeah um so those are the, the books that i've been reading um at some point in the future i will give you a, uh, a an exhaustive guide to all of the shonen jump series that i'm currently keeping up with <laughs> yeah um, because there's how many <laughs> more than 10 of them um, i think you would really love a uh, a book called spy family um which is pretty Sounds cute new um it's about a uh a spy who has to uh infiltrate a a school in order to get to one of the students' parents who is like basically like an underworld figure who he needs to try and bring down in order to stop World War Three, And uh, so to do that, he has to um, adopt a, a, um, a, a daughter and find someone to fake being his wife. 
So he <laughs> hires a, an assassin to be his wife and unknowingly yeah. adopts a, a, a telepath for a daughter. Then they buy a Don't dog. Don't you hate it when that happens? Then they buy a dog who can see the future. Great. Um, and But only the daughter can read the dog's mind to see that he can see the future. <laughs> okay, this does actually sound completely genius. I need to find It's out. great. It's like done as a comedy um, but uh, it's it's so there are level, like there's cute moments, there's fun action moments. It's uh, written and drawn by Tatsuya Endo, um, and it's uh, it's fr- it's on the Shonen Jump app, which I talk about a lot. It's very it's like two dollars ninety nine in the US, or maybe two ninety nine here. It's like it's like three or four bucks a month to read. Their, I have my friends log in, and their, I just like their entire library. You don't have an iPad. I, I understand. So like reading that on a phone or a, or, a, or a laptop is not as fun as reading it on an iPad. It's pretty crucial to your yeah, enjoyment true. of it. Okay. It's like a Nintendo Switch app for reading comics and manga, which I, I just can't imagine reading comics on that little screen or on your, maybe on your TV. I don't know. That's weird. Get an iPad. Yeah. I mean, you know, I even have an iPad and what? I hated it so much. It's like in a cupboard somewhere. No, find it. Find <laughs> it so you can read Spy it. Family. You'd love it. You can read it in bed right. without disturbing uh, your partner who wants to sleep. <laughs> That's how I read all the manga. I read it instead of sleeping. That's my secret. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Um. So we're going to try and do more episodes of Serious Issues every two weeks or so um, uh, with less emphasis on us reading all the comics in the universe like we used to do and a lot more emphasis on us, you know, talking about comics that we've already read and and comics that we're looking forward to in the future, plus taking comments from you and questions from you uh, via our Facebook group, which you can join at facebook.com slash groups slash Serious Issues podcast. And... uh, I, I did a post, a call out for questions today, and we got quite a few. So let's try and get through a couple now over the next 10 minutes. What do you say, Shimbone? Let's do it. Uh, so Alex Funder asks, um, could you spend some time talking about complete runs that you've enjoyed start to finish? I read Why the Last Man during this downtime, and it was so satisfying. I mean, I mean that's a great pick for something that ends in a very satisfying, if depressing way. 
yeah that's a gut punch those that second last issue of that uh that yeah that is that is still like the kind of the i think saga is i probably like more than that in terms of brian k vaughan's uh comics back catalog i'm a massive fan of his runaways run which i guess you could could include as a, a complete run um, mm. But like, yeah, I mean, I, I, after I read Why the Last Man, I got everything he'd ever done. And while it's still pretty fun, I wouldn't totally recommend Ex Machina in the same way as Why the Last Man. Yeah, but it is being reprinted, so it's a good so time it. to read it. Buy it from kingscomics.com. Buy it from kingscomics.com. Also, I think they're making like a TV series of it or a movie or something. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, probably. And Jeff Lemire's probably Seems involved. more filmable than Saga. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think complete runs, like I'm notorious for just dropping off things. Oh, you really are. A couple of months before they're finished. Mm. Um, but I think that a lot of the time with like superhero comics that are within a shared universe and a shared continuity, it's quite difficult to uh, close things out in a way that's satisfying because you need to retain some kind of status quo for the next writer to come in and play with mm-hmm. um, but I think a couple of examples of ones that are really good um, just off the top of my head would be like Hickman's Avengers well Hickman like Hickman's kind of Marvel Universe stuff from I his, think yeah, like, in, in particular of his Avengers, Avengers and New Avengers stuff and the Fantastic Four like those two runs are like yeah. two of the most perfect superhero comic book runs um, yeah, and I was looking forward and to him going doing into Secret Wars. Yeah, oh my god, the, the way best. that it all closed out was so like, and he'd, he'd obviously planned that. I mean, I don't know how much he planned it, but I think he had planned on some level where he was going to get to, and that's why it was able to close out um, successfully. Reading that week to week, I remember there were some issues where I'm like, "Where is he going with this? I don't know if I like what this the run fuck anymore." Are you talking about Hickman, yeah, and you then idiot, just paid off so well. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that, they're two of the best that I think everyone should run read. I think most listeners to our podcast have read one, if not both of those. I was really looking forward to his X Men so. run doing the same thing, but I think I don't know. I, I, I mean, it's it, it, obviously the, the 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 pandemic has caused uh, re- that you know a lot of ongoing runs to feel strange. I don't know how I feel about the concept of a single issue of a comic at the moment because I haven't been able to like get my hands on a new one in like four months. Oh, I'm going to lose my mind when I smell that delicious uh, paper. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean, do you know? I know Marvel are, Marvel are going to start publishing comics again, right? But yeah, so the the secret, um, what we have been told, and I'm not really like um, like we haven't officially announced this because there's still so much like potential for it to change, but apparently we're going to get our first shipment of new comics on May 20th. Oh, crazy. So sooner than, than you um, think. So that's like coming up and we'll, we just sort of wait and see. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Unreal. Hopefully, fingers crossed because I miss, um, it's been really nice being able to like go back and read some of my things on the shelf that I hadn't got to or like reread some favorite things, but I am looking forward to getting my weekly nonsense fix. Yeah, no, that that is. I think when 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 it do when I do go back, I am gonna like yeah, just have like two, three series that I try and keep up with yeah. week to week. Um, but you watch me just go right back in, and I'm like, oh yeah, I really missed this. I'm gonna read everything again. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Um, yeah. But back to complete <laughs> runs. Uh, just just some quick ones off the top of my head. A lot of the um, ninety sorry nineties early two thousands Vertigo stuff. I love Hundred Bullets is uh, yeah. one of my all time favorite runs. Um, Brubaker's and, and Sean Phillips' entire criminal run. Also, Brubaker and Greg Rucker's um, Gotham Central 
and um, yeah. oh, and Fifty Two, the um, the yeah. big DC uh, collaborative effort with Grant Morrison, Mark Way, Greg Rucker, and Jeff Johns, uh, maybe my favorite DC long long running series. Um, that's it's excellent. pretty. Um, I have so much nostalgia for it, but it is pretty. It is pretty great. I would also say the Fade Out. Rebecca oh, and God, Phillips yeah. series about like the golden age of Hollywood. That was excellent. Nate was rereading that recently, and I'm just like, man, it's just so good. I mean, everything so great. Rebecca and Phillips has ever done. I mean, Rebecca is just especially good at long runs. Like his Catwoman run is so good, and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll keep adding to that list as we as we continue recording over the next few weeks. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Brian Stafford says, "What are three comics, full series, or story arcs that every fan, comic fan, needs to read before they die?" And your respective opinions. Okay, I'm going to start. I'm just, you, you got you get ten seconds to do this. Okay, Siobhan, you ready? Okay, all right. Okay, I'll, I'll um, go, you go first. Just, oh fuck. Okay, uh, I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, uh, One Piece, um, Bone, and uh, fuck. Ten seconds is up. Ten seconds is up, mate. Uh, criminal. New criminal. Frontier. No, that's pretty good. Yeah. See, I was going to say New Frontier. New Frontier was the only one I felt secure about. I'm going to say New Frontier, Mouse, and uh, Astro Boy. Oh, very good. Um, there you go. that, that, but I hate that question. I hate that question, and I change my answer every time I answer it. <laughs> I love you, Brian, but I hate that question. What are some? He also asked, what are some other X-Men characters besides Shatterstar and Gold, Bo- Gold Balls that Siobhan would potentially name a hypothetical next child? An incredibly hypothetical next child. If anyone comes, if anyone who has children it comes out of this like <laughs> comes out of this pandemic, being like, "Oh, want more children," you're you're insane, and you obviously have nannies. Um, I I was very yeah, disappointed Elon that Musk. no one. <laughs> I was really disappointed that no one would let me refer to um, Goldballs as Glob Herman because I think that's one of the best, funniest character names of all time. Yeah, but everyone thought that was too rude to call my child. But I think it's actually quite a good name for like a fetus. What about Marrow? <laughs> Beak. Beak. <laughs> uh, Jake Fortier asks, um, "What are some comics or manga that made you rethink the l- limits of the media? Comics or manga that wowed you with how they use the medium to tell their stories?" I mean, I already mentioned it, but when I first read One Piece, after hearing so many people just say it's like you will, no one in this world will enjoy it more than you, Levens. You have to read it. Like that was what clicked. Where I was like, "Oh no, this is by far my favorite form of media ever." Like just yeah. this like incredibly long form, twenty page burst of crazy adventure with like really heightened characters and silliness and action. Uh, that's when I realized that that would be all I read and watch and and, and intake for the rest of my life. Mhm, mhm. I think for me, maybe it was um, like I I feel like I could think of much cooler examples, but like um, Wednesday comics when that first came out Mm -hmm. um, and I was working at King's and they were printing it in the big um, like newspaper format I just thought that was so cool I'd never seen anything like that I thought it was so much fun Um, and I think it still really holds up doing these big kind of one page stories that um, you know you get a little dose of every week what a a delight that comic was yeah I mean in a similar Similar kind of format, but a completely different um, kind of comic is uh, when I, the first time I ever got an issue of um, Eight Ball by Dan Klaus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is like an anthology comic written and drawn by the one very angry, uh, you know, American cartoonist. <laughs> I remember like, reading that as a teenager. I was like, this is as good as art gets. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, similarly, like the thing that the, the project that Rod Wimberly is doing at the moment, LAB, L-A-A-B, um, which is his kind of newspaper. And so it's like got comics and articles and like just everything that you could want Ron and his friends to kind of talk about. Um, that's incredible. That's really, really great. And I think that's really doing uh, interesting things with like the medium and the form and um, the way he's playing around with it is really, really delightful and really thought provoking. And I yeah. really like it's a it's an expensive thing to ship to Australia, um, but if if you have the chance, I think it's also available through Diamond now, so maybe we'll be able to stock it at Kings. Um, but that's super worthwhile tracking down, and it's easy awesome. to track down in the states. Um, Wayne, you're, uh, you 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 described him, you described him in your video as the, the, the King's comic staff member that no one likes. Uh, <laughs> it's because he's my nemesis yeah. in a in a um, friendly way. Uh, he says, best isolation character, what is the best written character to be trapped, shut off, locked up, forever, banished, etc. within a series? I thought of that Kitty Pride when she gets locked in the bullet in um, oh, Joss Whedon's Astonishing is, X-Men run. That is really, really good. Thank um, you. <laughs> what about um, Phantom X getting locked in Professor X's head currently? Yep. They're all X-Men characters. Good. Every X-Man is stuck somewhere. Yeah, um, it's because it's all about like repression and not being allowed to do things. Uh, he also says, "How good is the Last Dance documentary?" It's really good. Are you watching it? Uh, no, Ang- Angus keeps telling me that I should watch it, but I haven't yet. You should. If there is anything that's going to get you into basketball, okay, it's uh, it's that. Are, are you sure? Compelling. Are you sure it isn't the manga Slam Dunk? <laughs> actually, actually, you know what? You should probably just read Slam Dunk. <laughs> uh, Ryan asks if you could have a dream book announced to pull us out of this slump what would it be and who would be writing it I have a book that already exists Ryan and it's The Return of Saga I reckon that would be the <gasps> most glorious comics are back motherfuckers moment that we could possibly yeah. get man I was looking at some uh, pictures of Saga today and I was just like oh man I'm so devastated by that last <laughs> most recent issue Ooh, yeah I know such like, an overly emotional read you know if anyone's going to do something amazing with that like you, you know, yeah. yeah. It's oh man, I hope it comes it's back. BKV, our man BKV. Yeah. I saw the cheeky person underneath that. I can't think of who it was. Who said, "And can I uh, make a bet that it's going to Siobhan's going to pick Grant Morrison?" And I was like, "Ha ha ha!" Very funny. Grant. And then I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> ooh!" Actually, um, I would love. I was thinking about. For me, I think more it's artists that I would like to see. If Trad Moore announced a new series, I think mm. I'd be like, "Ooh, that's exciting!" Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, and I'm very excited for Chris Samney's new series. Yep. Maybe if Amanda Connett announced that she was doing interiors on something. Yep, that, that wasn't Harley Quinn. Agreed. That wasn't Harley Quinn. Man, my son's gotten really into um, Power Girl, which is not age appropriate that for is a amazing. two-year-old. How the hell is a two-year-old <laughs> boy into? I mean, the boy part I understand, but how is a two-year-old? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he wants to be Power Girl. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Thing. He runs around in a cape all the time. Did you cut a boob window in, in his t-shirts yet? <laughs> I figure it's because she looks mad friendly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Corey uh, says, I'm looking to dip my toes into Fantastic Four, but until two days ago, I'd never read a Fantastic Four comic. I've just started the Wade slash Waringo run. Do you have any recommendations for someone looking to get into Fantastic Four? Um, Corey, you're already on the right track. Read a few comics. For, like That's a pretty good era to kind of get started in. It's not that great, but it's pretty good. Um, and then just go straight... Once you know all the characters and themes, then just go straight into um, Hickman's Fantastic Four and FF yeah. run. 
Um, also, what's that? I'm trying to think of Fantastic Four, one, two, three, four. What was that series? Oh, by Grant Morrison. Fuck, I'm so. Yeah, it's Grant Morrison. But that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> I hate myself, but I love Grant Morrison. Um, but that's the one with the iconic, like, oh, no, Namor, I'm a married woman. I mustn't yep. panel. So you got to read that. Um, I'm sure if you reread it now, it, it's probably awful, but I, I do remember quite enjoying Mark Miller's Fantastic Four run, too. Look, a lot of his early stuff was very good. Um, Shane, Shane asks, what are some recommendations of books about being a fa- being family or being a parent? Um, look, I know if, if you know what happened in the last issue of it, you would probably disagree, but I think Saga is an amazing book about yeah. being a parent. It is. Um, and then this is for me. Did any, did any of these comics lead to making your own kids' book? Well, I'm in my kids' book, which is called Nelson, Pumpkins and Aliens. I'm actually writing, working on the third one. I was doing that just before we recorded Ooh. today. Um, pretty exciting. It's about dinosaurs. Um, but I wanted that. That is like <laughs> no. a weird love, love letter to just comic book insanity that I want to put in my kids' books because I've so many kids' yeah. books that my my son reads are just like so dull, and so I wanted it to be my my books to be silly, but not in like a lot of Australian writers will be like, oh, and then my bum was on fire. And like, it's like, dude. I was gonna say, is he real into like Paul Jennings? <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, Paul Jennings. My bum went psycho when Paul Jennings did awesome. it. He's a, he's a writer that we would have both grown up with, uh, probably yeah. me more so than you. Um, but uh, like, when he did it, he was like the first to write this kind of like schoolboy larrikin kind of gross out, gross out humor. And there's like a level of gross out humor in my books, but like, I just I, I like comic book silliness, and I want that to be in kids' yeah. books. Um, Oliver asks, have you oh, read... Can I just make a quick plug for um, Lucy Nisley's uh, autobio comics about oh, yeah. um, becoming a parent? So Kid Gloves has already been released. That's her one about being pregnant. If you're pregnant, don't read it. But if you are formally pregnant or um, just interested in pregnancy, <laughs> I'd recommend it. But it was a terrifying thing to read while pregnant. Um, and she's got ones coming out soon which are about her experience of raising her son and I, she's such a her um comics are so thoughtful and sensitive and um intimate and personal and i i think she's such a genius so i'd really recommend all of her works but specifically her books about parenting um also it's not actually a comic but it's by a cartoonist her name is kate beaton and she wrote a kid's book called king yeah. baby and that is one of the best uh, kids books on our shelves it's one of the cute. best picture books of all time it's so funny it continues to hit with all of my children. Yeah, it's Tilly's favourite book at the moment. Yeah. Um, uh, Oliver asks, have you read Superior Spider-Man? And if so, where would you start from? Um, I would... I have. I read the whole run, I think. I think, you know, I probably stopped reading it a couple of issues before the end. But um, I would honestly recommend jumping on uh, Big Time when Dan yeah, Slott started. Because the whole series, um, I think he's one of the best modern writers of spider-man probably one of the best writers of spider-man full stop he has such a love for the character in the universe and i think he did a really solid job from big time through superior spider-man i think i think you got to go a little bit further you got to go start at the gauntlet which is when dan slot started alongside mark Ah. wade fred van lente joe kelly mark guggenheim roger stern and zeb wells and it's like that's like my that's my favorite run in the lead up to dan slot's um run that's really, really good, too. Mm-hmm. So go further back. Just read it all. Big binge. Nice. nice. Um, yeah, just, read, just read every single issue of Spider-Man ever. Come he, on, man. He also read, says, are you going to continue reading JoJo's Bizarre Adventure past part three at some point? Yes, I know I should, and I will. There's too much too much manga. It all sounds too so Too much good. manga, guys. Yeah. 
Matt Sheehan, I'm thinking about going in on DC Universe this summer. What are some recommendations for some less famous DC runs that are worth a read? Secret Six. Yeah. Checkmate. Uh, checkmate. Very good. Uh, we already said Gotham Central. We already said 52. That's good. There's four Birds good ones. Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. Great. There you go. Uh, Matt uh, Jordan says, is there a creator you don't think gets the love they deserve for their contributions to the industry? Um, uh, Tradmore. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> has he contributed much know. besides amazing art? Oh, you know what? Actually, Dan DiCarlo. Dan DiCarlo does not get um, as much attention as he should have for what he brought to the game in terms of like... Um, just genius cartooning so he was the main cartoonist for Archie comics from like I think like the the 50s until like the 80s don't quote me on that but for a really (laughs) heck of a long time and he was treated quite badly by Archie comics towards the end of his career in life um and I don't think you get much better than his uh cartooning in terms of um physical comedy and expressiveness and motion and he sells a joke like no one else and I really, really highly rate. Um, IDW did these really great big oversized hardcover colour collections of some of his strips a couple of years ago. I don't know if you can still get them, but um, they're on my shelf and uh, they're so good. They're so good, man. They're still so funny. Um, I'll say David Latham, who, who writes um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stray Bullets, um, which I think is like the most underrated comic that I read. Um, an incredibly good and dire um, crime fiction comic. Um, and uh, he also did a very underrated Batman run as well. Um, mm. A detective comics run. Yeah, that's uh, it's called like Silent City or something. That's in, um, really, really good. I'm just looking it up now. Detective comics. It is called uh, City of Crime. Highly recommended. He's very good. Great artist, great writer. Um you know what? I, do we have to do we have to call it, or should we burn through these last five five questions? Um, I've still got time. Up to you. Okay, let's Fully go. Up to you. Let's go. Uh, Jordan no. says there have been a lot of major comic runs ending lately, lately like Jason Aaron's Thor and The Walking Dead. What are some of the m- most satisfying endings for an extensive run? Um, both of those why the last were pretty man? satisfying. Yeah, why the last man? That's great. Um, also, Pluto. Oh yeah, pretty I'm just good. My shelves. Um, <laughs> Bone. Very satisfying. Bone. Yeah. Um, Philip says, is Jason Aaron's Thor in the top three of Thor runs along with Kirby and Walt? Um, I've can't, I've read like 10 issues of Walt Simonson's run and probably about mm. the same amount of Kirby and I respect the history, but like, I just can't get into it. Um, it's just, it's that oh. overwritten classic era. I know it looks great. I know so many amazing things that I love were introduced in those eras, but they're not my, in my top three, but Jason Aaron's definitely is. Um... Yeah, I probably haven't read enough Thor to really make a judgment on that, but it's pretty good, <laughs> I'd say. I mean, I, I love when they kind of modernize Thor with um, the Thor run written by um, the dude with the name. Uh, Straczynski? Yes, that's the one. The dude with the name. <laughs> J. Michael that was pretty. That was a pretty good guess. <laughs> well done. I knew you know. I, I know you like that run too. But, uh, that, I do. I do. That's very Most because of the delicious Olivia Corpel art. Lovely. Yes. Um, Connor asks, what's the closest thing to Siobhan that, that Siobhan's had to Levens's Mahjong manga moment? <laughs> I don't think I've ever gone as intense on anything in my entire life as you've gone on Mahjong manga. But maybe when I got super into romance comics at about the age of okay. 23, and I got really, I fell down a really big um, romance comic hole, and I read like 
50 issues of this, like, Nurse Mary series, um, where she just, like, falls in love with various patients in a way that is very, very ethically uh, not good, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think... I don't know if that really compares to the, the Mahjong Madness. Um, Philip asks, what superhero comic group comic would you say is the best if you could put your personal preferences aside? Uh, well, I can't. Does DC the New Frontier count? I just think it's just like probably objectively the best superhero group comic ever. Yeah. In terms of art um, in terms and of writing. just like which groups are best, I reckon X Men is the best superhero. Yeah, you group. can't really argue with that. And it has probably the most classic runs. I think Avengers are pretty shit. <laughs> I knew you'd say Overall, that. we all know that. We all, we all know you think that. <laughs> <laughs> Teen Titans are good. Uh, Justice League's good. Justice Society's great. That's it. Um, Hugh Binks, last question. Uh, do you think expletives, e.g. swear words, swear words are better censored or uncensored in comics? I'm unsure. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think I, that's incredibly contextual. <laughs> I, I do. I am a big fan of, like, the random assortment of, like, uh, yeah. at symbols and hashtags and um, exclamation marks that make up Especially swear words. Especially because then you can make up your own swears. That's very good. But then... I'd, I'd, it's either that or you just put the swear word in. I hate it when yeah. you have like, like, like when Brian Bendis in every Marvel comic he's ever written, someone calls someone else an, an ass hat. Like, yeah, I hate yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. fake swearing that, that they try and do. It's the worst. So that's that's the yeah. objectively worst kind of swearing in screen comics: the fake it swearing. It is. It is. Um, I'd rather just uh, full blown swears all the time, please. <laughs> yeah, and more of them. in my kids' comics in everything. Thank Excellent. you. Well, that is a, a brilliant podcast. It's a brilliant episode of Serious <laughs> Issues. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being on Thanks, it with guys. me, Siobhan. It was a lot of fun. Hey, anytime. And uh, anytime. we'll see you guys Sometimes. in a couple of weeks. If you want to find us online, you can facebook.com slash Serious Issues Podcast or join the group, facebook.com slash groups slash Serious Issues Podcast. Uh, we have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Serious Issues Podcast as well. If you feel like chipping in a buck or two, uh, it'll definitely be a nice way of saying thanks for the content you idiots um and uh <laughs> we're now on the sans pants uh podcast network um all my podcasts are so hey fam uh serious issues the mitchin and all the small games we're all doing we're all on sans pants now and uh it feels good none to of be us have pants in the same place yeah that, that, that was our that was the, the clincher why we joined we hate pants absolutely um okay. thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time bye siobhan bye um, we're gonna take a photo live on the episode do um do it's a face, face that um, it's my face all the time. Make, I should have just make left the my face of an exhausted face. mother <laughs> and go. <laughs> Perfect. See you next time, everybody. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.